previously on Just Cow in the City. I'm going to see to it that you get the boot, but good. You know my doctor, Dr. Vinny Bomba. How are you, everybody? <laughs> it's going to be a great night. Where the fuck did I get that sushi from? When it comes to Dave Jesco, who knows what being a man really is. <laughs> and no matter where you move that wine glass, they're going to find it. Smooth. I saw a playbill in her hand, laser focused on it. I'm like, oh my God, what did you see? Somewhere out on that horizon. There's a guy who thinks he's great. He's got a podcast that's amazing. When his friends all listen, they become irate. Just cow in the city. Uh huh. Just cow in the city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Just Cow in the City. So nice to be with you today. My name is Dave Just Cow, and this is. The lead-up to summer. Just go in the summer in the city. Maybe we got to play the old Just Go, or is that hot? No, that's summer in the city. Wait, do I get it? I don't remember my own theme song. How are you, everybody? I must be high as a kite, but I'm not. And yes, so we're leading up to summer. This comes out Tuesday, May 23rd, which means next Tuesday will be summer. You know, technically summer. Whatever they say summer is. We know when summer starts. It starts after Memorial Day weekend. No break for Just Gow in the City. You know when our breaks are. It's twice a year. I thought about taking a break, but it's not necessary. We take a break in August, the last weekend in August, and we take a break in uh, the last weekend in December, and that seems fair. Otherwise, we bring you 50 episodes per year, barring some unseen circumstances. Uh, uh, nevertheless, I'm trying to do uh, Larry Dave. Barring any unfortunate incidents... But, oh, God, my back is hurt. My back has been killing me for some reason, killing me. But it's, it's better today. It's better today. But now I'm sitting in this chair, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's hurting again. But it's so much better. Yeah, something ha- – like, I I believe really that back pain is psychosomatic and uh, stress-related. But I must have done something because something is wrong. Now, I was stressed about last Monday uh, being my first show back at the Comedy Cellar. So, no kidding, my back went out that day. Oh, uh, why did that happen? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, you. I mean, Jesus, all you need to do is to know what happened the, the day before I got fired from my last job when I was so uptight about it that not only did I have back pain, but it went down to my leg. I went to the hospital, to the emergency room. The next day it went away once I got fired. You know, it's like it was completely mind made stress but this I think is a real thing I must have just done something because it went away it's you know it's bad and I could barely get up but it it, it went away in like two or three days I mean it's not totally away back pain takes a long time to go away but it's definitely better than it was and I you know I've had back pain when I was in my 30s where it lasted for definitely a month or more and I thought that was going to be the rest of my life, but it's not. It hasn't been too bad. But anyway, that all being said, and I just felt the pain as I, that wasn't what I meant to start on. I just meant to say hello. And it's a beautiful day 
in New York City filming on the, the Friday before that Tuesday that this comes out. And I, I am excited about the weekend. I'll tell you, I just got news yesterday that I'm going to be doing a weekly show in New Jersey by the Meadowlands, my favorite place in the whole world. Uh, it's called this. It's called the next big thing. I'm going to be hosting a show every week in New Jersey. Obviously, more to come on that, but it starts this Saturday, folks, May 27th, somewhere. I don't know any of the details. I'm finding them out later. But I got a call from my friend Hatem. I think I told you about this a long time ago. He does. He hosts the Live from America podcast, and he goes, I'd like you to host this show every week. And I said, and of course I said yes, and of course I don't want to do it, but I know I must do it. And not just for the podcast. I just have to do shit, right? Because what do I do? I work on Saturdays and at 4 o'clock, if indeed I work until 4 o'clock, because last Saturday I worked till 8.30, I just sit around. So I'm like, let's do something and make a little extra money. Hello? Because there's something I forgot to tell you last week, and I cannot believe I forgot it because it is the most hilarious thing. And for somebody that really is lazy and just wants to sleep and watch TV and movies, I'm really upping my game and my job activity. When I had dinner with the guy from United Airlines, he goes, Dave, if you want a part-time job, I can get you a part-time job at United Airlines, which I totally would have taken if I hadn't gotten this job first, but I still kind of want it. Now, I don't know when I, I mean, I could obviously do it on Thursdays and Fridays on my day off, but wouldn't that be a bummer because I'm enjoying my Thursdays and Fridays. Funny thing is, even if I do it Thursday, I think the hours from like 5 a.m. to 11 a.m., I can still do everything I do on Thursdays. I mean, that's insane, right? Hey, how are you? But anyway, let's face it. Look, I said, what would I be doing? He goes, ticketing. And I'm like, I kind of need to do this because how hilarious in every way would it be if your pal Dave Juskow is working at Newark Airport and you, Mr. and Mrs. Front Porch, come to Newark Airport on United Airlines and, and I'm your ticketing agent? I mean, and let alone people from high school, elementary school, they're like, Dave, you're working here? No, but your face is. That's, all, that's my response. Just right out of Valley Girl. Is this flight in 3D? No, but your face is. Oh, bitch, is this in 3D? No, but your face is. Oh, like, I hate 3D. You see it? It's not in 3D. Have a nice flight. That's what I'm going to say to everybody as they board. No, but your face is. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, I'd get free flights. Not that I go anywhere, but I could probably hook up my significant other, whoever that is. Uh, but, I, you know, the, it, I, I feel like I got to do it. Maybe I can meet some stewardesses, right? They still got those, right? I know they're called something different now, but I like the old-fashioned stewardesses. I'll meet a stewards, a stewardess, right? We'll go out, have a good time. You know, maybe go um, go to Dairy Queen, maybe bowling alley, have a nice time, right? I don't know. It's like I got a, I know I got another job, and then I have another job in my teaching and everything, but I feel like I can fit this in. It's, it's more money. Obviously, I'm trying to make up a whole bunch of money that I lost during COVID. And <laughs> I, although obviously getting up and there would be no sleeping ever, this, I, how can you pass this up? It's just too funny. It's just too alert. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Oh, that's only six hours. Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I think I should 
see what the story is and at least go there for an interview like next Friday or something and see what said what the story would be. I mean, come on, folks. Think about it. You'd be able to like Marcy, who listens to this podcast every week, might travel to New York one day and and <laughs> you'd be like, wait, Dave, what are you doing here? I work here. You got a problem with that? No, your face is. <laughs> I mean, of all the stuff, like I won't even go to my high school reunion because I'm embarrassed of what my life has become. And I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm not married. I'm the only one probably not married. I'm sure everybody's divorced by now. It doesn't matter. But I feel like I haven't gone very far. And there was a lot of expectations for a young Dave Juskow, who would, I know we all knew I was going to end up in gay porn. But, uh, you know, it pretty much, it almost came to that. So, so it's kind of funny that I have no problems with working at the ticket counter or whatever it is at Newark Airport. Uh, because I guess there you have complete power. So if there was somebody I didn't like, I'm like, sir, I'm going to have to ask you to check this again. I, it's not going through. I don't. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know. But it would be funny. Bye bye. A oh, bye bye. And especially if somebody hates flying. But that's the funny thing. I hate flying, but I love the airport. I love dropping off or picking somebody up at the airport because I love the fact that I'm not flying. So I love hanging out in Newark Airport watching other people fly. It's like it's like the, the you know like when you're sleeping and a train goes by or a boat goes by or a car goes by and you're like good. I'm glad I ain't on that. I'm going to relax. I mean, I hear these noises all the time. I hear trucks going by the Queensboro Bridge all the time and I'm like, oh, I am cozy in my own bed and very content with that." Or I hear a boat go by cuz I live by a stupid river that sometimes a boat goes by like a barge. <laughs> And then you're like, I, I don't know. I just had read it in a book somewhere. I don't remember. Was it who, for whom the bell tolls? I, it was a book. And they're like, I remember, re, and the guy said he could hear a distant train go by and he was happy not to be on that train. And I think about that all the time. But I can't believe I forgot to mention it. And if that's maybe not the funniest thing you've ever heard, although I do say a lot of funny things that you've never heard before, like in the sense of these kind of things that happen to me, uh, I don't even know what to tell you. I mean, that's, I mean, listen, you put together the reality show that I'm scamming my kids that I'm teaching into making a, a sitcom for me. You add in working at the, at the airport. I, I, I mean, and then I don't know, doing comedy. I, I mean, if that's not a show, then, then, I, then I don't, then I don't understand entertainment at all. Okay, because then, then, then why? Then I need to leave this business, because if that's not a show, people are going to want to see. If that's not hilarious, now I know it's funny to you guys, because you, you know, love this what I do. But if that's not funny to everybody else and people that don't know me, then then everybody else, then, then I'm done. Then it's over, because that's that whole scenario I just said is hilarious, every bit of it. Of course, we're going to have to have a dog that follows me around because that's really funny. My emotional support dog has to follow. Uh, yeah, no problem. It's just my emotional support dog has to follow me to work. But of course, the dog can talk. You're not going to get away with this. Shut up. Of course I am. Now keep your mouth shut. Sir, is this flight in 3D? No, but your face is. Stop saying that. You're going to get busted. <laughs> All right. Now I just made it where only... Half of us are going to like that. <laughs> that half, me, would I watch a show with a talking dog? 
in a reality show? Duh. Duh. <laughs> you goddamn right I would. You goddamn right I would. I told you to keep that kid out of here. Let's play it. I thought I told you to keep that punk out of this house. Yeah, so uh, so let's let's uh, continue now with uh, what happened. Let's just go right to Monday. I'm clapping my hands. The show. Now, okay, let me set this up for you of what happened and what my issue is as uh, Dave Juskow, a, uh, a dim-witted, uh, balding, uh, pudgy. Uh, <laughs> um, so over the weekend, uh, I said to Liz, hey, can you give me another date so I can announce it at the show? And then she said, I can't because I think we're going to make them house shows anymore, which means it's one and done. Well, that ruined my weekend. I could not stop thinking about it. And I'm like, I got to get over this because I thought I had a monthly show again. I said, I got to get over this. There's a way around this. She didn't say it was permanent. She didn't say anything. Just enjoy this moment. You know, do the show. See what happens after. Relax. But that is not Dave Juskow. He cannot let it go. I did. I did. But it took the weekend. And I was and I was working as, you know, 8 to 8.30. So... I was like, this sucks. I was, I was so upset. I think I got the news on either Friday or Saturday. I was very, very upset. about it. it upset me. It ruined everything. But I let it go. No, but I did let it go. I mean, I had to let it go, but I was very upset by it. Very upset by it, obviously. Because, I mean, we haven't even done the show yet. It was like uh, the Seinfeld thing where the pilot, but the pilot just aired. I know. I just got the job. And we did not see eye to eye. So, so long to your sitcom. It was kind of like that. Anyway, the show was great, and as so what happened was I couldn't... So first of all, Sunday I had to take a Xanax to go to bed, which I don't normally do, but in case of a situation like that, I'm like, look, if I got to wake up at 5.30 and then do the show and all that, I, I need to go to bed. I think I went to bed at 9 or 10, and I'm like, I'm taking a Xanax so I can sleep, and I did. I slept, through, which was great, because there were too much worries in my head, obvious for everything. You know, just being ready and the show and the game and all that kind of nonsense. And then when I got to work, my coworkers, I was wondering why one of my coworkers was in or my boss, really. And then they told me, like, well, we were going to surprise you, but I know you don't like surprises. And they're so they know me pretty well by now. It's been a year. They all were coming to my show. They all bought tickets. I couldn't believe it. Or they all reserved, you know. So my you know the ones I work with in my office on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. They they all came. My my coworker Monica bought her mom, her eighty three year old mom. She's like, yeah, my mom's dying to come. I'm like, oh my god, and and she's so fun. I mean, this woman is so eighty three. She's better off than my mom. She still lives on her own. She's taking the subway to see her daughter. I mean, I'm like, mom, you stink, <laughs> you know. And my mom's in pretty good shape, but this one. And she drinks, she's Irish, she's got the accent, you know, Dave, you're so funny, I can't wait to go again. As long as they've got my Malibu and pineapple, I'm good. Oh, it was so, it was so nice, let alone um, three of the young attorneys came, and so that was really, really great that everybody wanted to come out and support the show and, and me, and that was, that, that, I, I couldn't believe it, I was, I, I was just, you know, just really nervous and uptight, but... I was like really, really happy about that. So 
I went to the show and I mean, it did the show and everything was great. And um, the show went off really without a hitch, except, of course, Caitlin Palufo, <laughs> who I've been making fun of on this podcast for maybe two years now in the sense of she just always screws up something. But the problem is you have a situation here where she's such a strong comic. I have to let it go. You know, I feel that way about Judy Gold, right? I always want to hire, I want to use her, but she's always late, 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 and it's problematic, and it's like, I don't need her shit. Caitlin Palufo, but I mean, she's still really good in a strong comic, but Caitlin Palufo is unbelievable. She is up and coming. She's huge. I mean, that's why I wanted her to close the show. She comes running in, she's like, I gotta go now. Esty gave me a spot. Because I think there's a problem with Esty who books the show and me booking my own show. She's getting jealous. She's nervous. She's gonna get fired because she's old. So I think there's an issue. I think she might have done it on purpose. I don't know. But I do know that Caitlin came in like, I got to go. And I'm like, so I had to mix up the lineup. It's not that big a deal. Everybody else was cool. She just bumped Alon and Nick to a later spot. Nick Griffin was a little upset with me, I think, because I, I didn't want him to close the show either. And I don't think he wants, but he's a pro, so it doesn't matter. But Caitlin Palufo has all this energy. You know, you don't want to follow her. It's not like you can. It's just I planned the show accordingly to where I think people belong, knowing full well their acts. So the show flows. So in a perfect world, Caitlin Palufo would have gone last. But she killed it, so I can't do anything about it. Then I saw her on every other show, because they have monitors. I'll show you a picture of that in the bonus show this week. They have monitors that show all the shows. I was trying to take a picture of uh, a lot of things, but there's a bar in the middle anyway. I'll explain that later. So remember, I haven't been at the bar show. I come in early. I'm like, can I put this up on the screen? The guy's like, no, you can't do any of that. And I'm like, well, can I make this sound? He's like, no, you can't do any of that. And I'm like, thanks a lot, Jerkoff. Thanks for your help. But it didn't matter. I was prepared for all of that stuff. I had the games, you know, the prizes, the stupid rock and sock and robots or whatever. It really went off well. And although the game wasn't that great, like maybe Elon wasn't that great, it doesn't matter. I think it proved that the game could work uh, better if there was more structure to it. And so this is what I wrote to Gnome on Wednesday. I said, listen, I don't know what they're planning. And if I can't produce the show anymore, let me just host the show. I think it's important for the club because I don't, you guys don't know about this, but on Instagram and TikTok, like, like the seller's been getting comments. If you can fucking believe this shit, people send emails. This is why I had to use all seller comics because they're like, People were right. This person shouldn't have been on the show. They stink. They, I mean, they've written about this for years for me, but, uh, you know, no one lets me go on anyway. They've been writing that, like, oh, he didn't interact with the audience. He didn't do any crowd work. They all want crowd work now. Somebody fucked something up, and now the audience expects crowd work. Well, crowd work stinks, and some people are great at it, like a tell, and some people don't want any part of it. Now, as, a, as an MC, I'm supposed to do that, but I, I'm not, I don't really like to interact that much either, but I will on occasion. Rachel tells me never to do that, but Rachel's a fool because this is the new trend that people want to see. Who knows why? Who knows how it happened? And you can get in trouble if you don't do it now with the seller. So I said to Noam, we need a show like this because it interacts with the audience. It gets it out of the way. And then the other comics who don't feel comfortable interacting with the audience don't have to do it. So he's like, send me the clip. So that way, at least I can have my show, even though I might not make money from it, at least I'll have, you know, I'll be on at the cellar. That's 
I mean, the money thing would be nice, but that's the important thing. And of course, I had to pay the comics out of my own pocket, so I had to get you know money out and everything, and it always makes me nervous. So I wouldn't hate not doing it, but I, I also, I don't know, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. Will Liz get angry that I went above to know him again? Probably. But what's the difference? It's either I'm going to play there or I'm not going to play there. You know what I'm saying? Like, what what do I care if Esty and Liz are mad at me? I mean, I do care, but if they're going to get, if they're not, if I'm not going to play there anyway, what's the difference? Fortunately, the owner of the club really likes me. Thank God. So the show went great. Everybody was really happy. I did pretty good. Tough, tough warm-up. You know, I'm doing this for Marina. uh, When this airs yesterday, I've done it. So this Monday, the 22nd, I'm also opening for Marina or hosting. And you got to get that crowd going. And it's at the bar room. You know, I'd never played this room before. And it's a little difficult. They're a little tight warming up. But then, you know, the show got going and it all worked out. So the opening is very tough. But everything really worked out great as the show started flowing. Everybody's happy. I saw everybody on the way out. Listen, I stood there because I started drinking after. And I'm like, all right, I'm ready for my beer now once the uh, last once Nick was on. And Ilan and I uh, were drinking. And my uh, friend Jenny was behind the bar, so it was perfect. I decided to go uh, beer and a shot. Budweiser, because I was making fun of Bud Light. Uh, give me a Bud Light because I'm a trans person. Uh, no, it's a Bud Light and a shot. Let's keep Anheuser-Busch in business. Uh, <laughs> and a shot of Jameson. That's what I drank most of the evening. I think all of the evening. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. I got shit-faced. But that's not the point. So I'm sitting there at the bar. Everybody's walking out. And if I have a bad show, I wouldn't be there. But I, I couldn't get out. But it was okay. Because everybody enjoyed the show. And I'm like, oh, thank you, thank you. And so thank God. And then we had to wait for everybody. Like Liz kicked us out because I wanted my, I wanted to have a drink with my friends and everything. And then we had to leave. And then we could go back in and drink. But we had to wait. But everybody left because it was late for them. And even though I got to wake up at five thirty in the morning too, probably earlier than everybody else, uh, I want to stay out and have a good time. So my friend Caitlin at least stayed with me, and Alan stayed, and we drank some more at the bar. So I, I don't know what I don't remember how many drinks i had but i remember being really fucked up <laughs> and then we went back to the actual comedy show the olive tree and i drank some more right because uh then alan left and me and caitlin decided to wait for a tell because it was by then it was 12 30 and i'm like well tell be here at 1 30 so and remember, the show ended at like 9.15. So I don't even know what I did for that three hours, four hours waiting for a tell. I'm like, I haven't been here on a Tuesday or a Monday, whatever, at 1.30 in the morning when he's going to go on in a long time. So I went downstairs and Steve, outside Steve, told me to sit in the chair that Esther used it because he'll, he'll talk to you. Uh, so I don't know. I said a couple of things. I don't even remember. Caitlin was behind me, like with her chin on my shoulder, but she didn't mind at all. And we could have sat somewhere else, but this was more fun and exciting. And then, you know, we just talked to him for a while and he was brilliant. I, I don't even, I couldn't remember what he was saying, but you know how great he is and everything he was saying was great. I hadn't seen him in a long time at the cellar because I've had to work early because remember, if he goes on at 1.30, we're definitely not getting out of there at 2.30. I got to wake up at 5.30. I'm waking up at three hours to go to work. Three fucking hours. And that's no exaggeration. 
So then I guess he finished it. You know, by the time we we go to the steps, we hang out. He has a cigarette. We're still talking. Maybe I'm finishing my drink. I don't know. Maybe it was 2.30. Then Caitlin goes, I want to go to Papaya King. I'm not going anywhere. She's got to go back to Hoboken. Is one whose dad owns that restaurant. She got to go back to Hoboken. She's like, I'm going to Papaya King. And I wanted to eat something because I hadn't eaten. I, did, I had a salad for lunch because I didn't want any stomach issues. And I'm like, well, Papaya King sounds pretty good. And of course it does at that hour. Not so much so when you wake up at 5.30 in the morning. I tell you, I got pictures for you, of course. So we so we got, um, and she, I thought we were going to eat it there, but she's like, no, I'm going to take it home. And I don't know what, I, I mean, I, I never get, I got chili and cheese. I usually get, I don't know what the fuck I get, because I guess I'm so drunk in there. I never know how it is, you know, papaya, it's late night hot dogs. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Ugh. I got chili and cheese. I got the photos, folks. You want to throw up immediately? You thought the gobbler? You thought the gobbler was something? Silverberg? <laughs> oh, God. Wait. Oh. I mean, it kind of could look delicious, but considering what happened the next morning, maybe not so much. So, so it, I, I don't know, three o'clock, I caught a, I'm like, I better take a cab home. I mean, it was a really beautiful night again. And I'm like, I better get home. It might have been freezing. I can't remember. I just remember. I can't believe I was. I've been up for 24 hours now, pretty much. So I definitely took a cab home because as I was driving in the cab, for some reason, the theme to Heaven Can Wait was going through my head I'm, as I'm sitting and looking at the. And why you can remember this, even after I was, you know, drunk and everything, that's how powerful it was it, I, I don't know maybe I was having near death experiences or something I I don't know this this little what is it an oboe a clarinet you can hear it here it's a Like I, I get maybe it was more like because it was the ending and it was like the ending of this terrific night. So maybe it was more like that in my head or anything, but it was totally in the taxi where, you know, sometimes Arthur is, but that's not for like, but you would think like an ending would be for a big drunken evening. It would be something different than this, this main score from 1978. But there it was. In my head, for some reason, I come home. I think I talked to the door guy for a second. Pretty much told him I was drunk. I was making fun of that drunk girl that came in. I told the guy, So I go upstairs. I eat the hot dogs. <laughs> I think I... Did I have a soda or did I have water? I, I don't remember. I must have sat down to watch TV because you can't... Or did I just go to bed? I don't remember. All I know is I was I set my alarm for two hours later. Or it might have said less than two hours. It might have said, your alarm is set to go off for you know one hour and 58 minutes from now. 
And so it did. I think I missed the first and I said it again for six. And I woke up and paced around knowing full well I was about to throw up. And I'm like, no, no, come on, I can do this. And I, I, I didn't shower or anything. I just kind of put up. No, I slept in my clothes. So I really just got up and brushed my teeth and walked out the door <laughs> and said, no, I, I can do this. But I realized there was no way I can be on the subway. I am absolutely not going to make it on a subway at this. And I, I, those of you who don't take the subway to work or public transportation, you know, when you're hungover, I'm sure you can imagine Now, driving in your car is one thing and that can make you sick. But this, the subway ride was not going to work. And I'm like, so I'm walking over to 59th Street right by the bridge. I should have taken a. Yeah, I'm looking out the window. I think I can see I can take a picture of it for the bonus show. I can take a picture right from my window where you can see like you're right at the beginning of the bridge. This is where the way I go to the subway. And I stopped and I and I walked over where the cars are going up to the bridge and I walked over there to throw up. I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm totally going to throw up. I was just walking really slowly to the subway. I'm walking to the subway, but I'm like, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. Because here's the problem is it's easy not to throw up, I think, or at least it is for me. But when you start thinking of why you're sick, so you're thinking of yourself drinking. What did I have last night? You're thinking of the Jameson shots. You're like, oh, or I'm thinking of the chili dog. If the thoughts are in my head, I got to put my head somewhere else and then I will be fine. I know me. It's just the thoughts. You got to take it out of your head somehow. And I didn't want to take anything else. I got. I did want to take some Alka-Seltzer, but I forgot. But I put Alka-Seltzer in my pocket because I was running out of time. So I stopped by the bridge and I was pacing around like a dog is about to make a duty. <laughs> and I didn't do it. Nothing happened. But I'm like, I, I, maybe I'll be okay, but there's no way I can get on that subway. So I found a bike right by the subway and I'm like, I'm going to try the bike. I'll try it and see what happens. I got on the bike and I was fine. The, the whatever air there is around here, uh, it, it was... It worked well. There were a couple of bumps. I went really slow. People were passing me. Little old ladies were passing me. I just took my time. I was late for work. I didn't care. Nobody cared. I think they understood. I think I was only about 15 minutes late for work, which is still a miracle. But I just took my time driving there. It was so funny because I got to the first place where I parked my bike by the Statue of Liberty, and I couldn't squeeze the bike in because they got these A, B things. It's so fucked up. You can't put a bike in there. It's such a mess. So I had to go to another location. I'm like, ah, that's all I need today. But I, at this point, I was feeling pretty good. And I'm like, well, I'm not having breakfast. And normally when I'm drunk, I get Starbucks. And I'm like, I don't want that either. I'm sick of Starbucks. So again, I was just taking it easy. Meanwhile, I don't know. Well, I'll finish this and then I'll. So, well, there's nothing to finish. I I went in. I, I told the security guy I'm really hungover. <laughs> And I went upstairs and I went with um, my boss to go to the cafeteria and I looked at the food and I'm like, I can't do it today. And the guy who's working there, this guy, Bruno, he was so nice. The next day, uh, my boss told me, he's like, oh, he was worried about you. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. So I just had a cup of coffee 
And quite frankly, by not having that breakfast, I somehow think I lost 10 pounds. I don't know what this... Of course, I had lunch. I had Burger King, but I'm just saying, you know, I think my... I didn't have breakfast two days in a row, and I went to my mom's yesterday, and I think I lost either five to 10 pounds. I had the coffee, and I had some orange juice, and I felt... I felt pretty good. Like, I didn't feel like I was, I was just tired, but I wasn't even that tired, and I was having... I was, I was okay. And then I got excited for lunch. I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to Burger King. I haven't been out of the office, you know, because they got the free... I'm like, I want to buy Burger King today. I think there's one down here. You know, I never get that Burger King. I only have that once every other year. So I went and it was fantastic. It was a wonderful lunch to have for hangover food. I wasn't feeling sick or anything. So I was so glad I didn't throw up. I really hate throwing up, but I was ready. And I should have. I don't remember what I had to drink, but it was a lot. I mean, I must have had at least, right, because the bartender even was like, hey, come on, free shot. Let's do a shot together. So I must have had four or five shots of Jameson. So what is that? Like a quarter of a bottle and then like five or six beers. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What the fuck? But, yeah, Jessica Dan in the house. What's up, yo? Yeah. And he still wakes up in the morning for work and shows up for work. The work ethic that Jessica Dan has is amazing. It's the exact opposite that my idiot nephew does not have. I've had that work ethic for a very long time. I always treat it like that's, I remember when we were kids, you not my parents, but normal kids' parents would say, you can go to see your Bruce Springsteen concert in 1979 on a weeknight. That's fine. But you better go to school in the morning. You can't wake up and say, I don't feel good. I don't want to go. So that seemed like it was always the rule, even though nobody ever said it. I figured that was the rule that parents would let their kids go to a concert during the week. And I've lived by that rule, except one time after Super Bowl Sunday, I called in sick. And I think I did it on purpose because I was mad at the place. You know what I'm saying? So no matter how fucked up I get, I never call in because that's the trade-off. If you're going to go out, you still got to go into work. That seems like a fair deal, even though it's just a deal with myself and nobody else. Oh, but then remember, then I had to go do the the show. You know, I didn't get to go home. I went out and I walked back to the cellar where it all began. And I did the show with pretty Sophia. And then she's like, do you want to get a drink after? I'm like, all right. But I really didn't. And then it turned out like she didn't want it because I just didn't want to drink ever again you know and then she's like i really gotta go to it i'm like oh thank god and then she drove me home which was good except she again she's a horrible driver and again now i well knowing full well that it tells a bad driver i can't just be women but the women i've been driving with have been awful she's fooling with the radio she's looking at her phone you know she's not paying now listen not everybody can be a great driver in manhattan it's very difficult but you got to pay attention. Again, you got to see things coming. Is this taxi going to stop? Is it not? She didn't stop short or anything. She's just not playing off. This is, I see why people get into crashes. There's nothing you can do if somebody hits you from behind. But it seems to me there's a really easy way to avoid getting into a crash if you're actually paying attention and thinking ahead, which, of course, in Manhattan is the most important thing you can do. You have to drive offensively and defensively 
and then you'll come out okay. So it's very difficult. I am not a backseat driver. I do say nothing, but I am judging when somebody else is driving because, you know, I'm pretty good at driving in the city, although I do hate it. But it was so nice of her to drive me home. I couldn't even believe it. And uh, she has this really cool car that she got because she totaled her last one. Gee, I don't know how or why. I mean, this is the way she talks anyway. There's no way she could be a good driver because she's like a mile a minute about Dogecoin and all this kind of stuff. But let's face it, she helped me through a lot of stuff during COVID and she is really pretty. So I let it go. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's right. And then, so she dropped me off. I said, well, you just drop me off here. Just drop me off here. I didn't want to drop me off all the way on First Avenue. Just drop me off here. She dropped me off on Lexington and like 60th, I think. Or 59th, I can't remember. You just drop me off here. And you you go down Lex. And um, I get out and I cross the street and I see her. And I know she's not paying attention to me. Like, I know she's like immediately on her phone or something. So I'm good. But... I wanted to stop at Taco Bell. (laughs) I know I just said Burger King, but I'm like, fuck it. How did I lose weight? I don't know. I didn't get my usual. Well, maybe I did. I don't know, but I didn't want her to see me go into the Taco Bell. So I was like hanging around. So if she did see me, but I was looking at her car when she made the turn and she clearly wasn't paying attention. I was pretending I was looking in a store. (laughs) I was so stupid because I did not want her to see me go in the Taco Bell. I could not have that happen. I just couldn't do it. Oh, what's happening in this orange valve place? What? Oh, this work, this exercise place looks really great. Maybe I'll join up. Like she can even give two shits. So then I got Taco Bell and I went home. I was just like, you know what? I really don't give a shit. I can't believe I made it through today. I get to sleep late tomorrow because they switched my hours from 4 to 12. So I could sleep late. So it was like a party. <laughs> And I was out the night before, so I'm like, this is perfect. I don't care if I wake up in the middle of the night. It doesn't matter. But I made it, and it was successful, and I felt really good about it, and I was having a good time. One thing I want to bring up also when I was talking about uh, the city bike going down there, you know, I don't know whether you heard about this city bike Karen, they're calling, or another, you know, woman that yelling at black guys because they were stealing her bike or whatever. Uh, I was looking up the information today because it's all about a city bike and it's by Bellevue where I ride on the city bike sometimes. Get a city bike every day. I go home that way all the time. I know exactly the area she's talking about. I don't know if you've heard about it, but she said these that she rented the bike and these guys are like, no, it's my bike. And now it's turned into a big racist Karen incident. She's a, a hospital worker. She's pregnant. Um, and she does look like a dumb fucking jackass, but, uh, for number one, I don't think in any way is it racially motivated in watching and number two, her lawyer says she has the receipts that it was her bike. So that's a, he said, she said, we'll find out the end of that. And I tell you something, I hope if it indeed turns out that it was her bike that I hope people apologize right now, she's leave of absence from the place. They're doing a GoFundMe to save her career, uh, you know, whatever. Now, she looks like a complete jackass, like she almost kind of deserves this stuff, the way she's yelling for help. It just sounds, it does sound like she's like, help, there's some black people sitting next to me, you know, like, so she doesn't come off looking good in it. But here's the thing, as a city bike rider, 
Now, I'm not saying I don't, I don't care whether you're black or Spanish or whatever the fuck you are. If I see a gaggle of guys or girls sitting around the city bikes, as they often do, I don't go to those. I either go to another one or I, or I take a, another way home. I don't want to make any waves. And she looked like these guys were hanging around and she just cut right in. Hi, fellas. How are you? You know, just whatever. And it's just so funny because I don't want those conversations. A lot of people are sitting on the bikes and you could easily be like, hey, get off. I got to use it. Why put yourself in that situation? And I've done that a hundred. Do you know how bad it is for me? How, how bad I don't want to get into a confrontation with the bike is if I see another guy, if there's one, that's the problem with they only have like one of the good, as they call them, next-gen bikes, which are the best ones, there's so few and far between. People are fighting for them all the time. So that's that's a city bike issue, not a Cameron issue. But sometimes if I see another guy in the app and he's heading towards the bike, I'll run away because I don't want any confrontation. I can't have it. So for her to just go in to five guys that are just hanging around and go in the middle and take a bike, that... She's an idiot then, too. I I don't know what she expected, but, you know, you just, why why poke a bear? Well, and they just happen to be black, and I don't know what was happening. It did seem like it was a bad situation, but, again, if she did rent, I don't know. This should be easy to figure out. Is it? It's so easy to figure out. Did she rent the bike or not? Who who took out who was able to take out the bike whose app had the bike i mean this shouldn't never have happened it i don't understand why city bike isn't coming to the rescue and saying no it was her bike these guys were trying to steal the bike cuz that happens too i get nervous sometimes cuz you take out the bike i start putting up the seat i'm not somebody could come over and steal it at any second but that's an easy fix too, because you call City Bike and just say, "I just got robbed of City Bike," so it's an easy fix. It just it's emotionally awful. But she's sitting there; she's also pregnant, and then she's crying, and they're all saying she's faking. So these guys are at fault too. Why everybody's picking on this? I mean, she just handled it the total wrong way. Wait, if you see the video, you'll see what I mean. Help! Help! But it's like a a Karen help. So she looks really stupid in it too. And again, she's talking about my fetus. Well, I don't, you know, should you be riding the city bike with the fake? I, I don't know how the pregnancy works. Maybe that's fine, but you're pregnant. Why are you going into five guys hanging around the bike? No matter who they are, five girls, five kids. I don't care if they're teenagers. I'm not going to go and bother them. I, I just won't do it, especially if I was pregnant. I would want the least amount of confrontation. So I don't know how that's going to play out, uh, but she doesn't come across good in it because I could totally see that happening to me, except I'm not going to yell, help, help. <laughs> well, maybe I would. No, I wouldn't. I don't know what I would do in that. I'd probably let them have the bike and then just call City Bike and be like, I was robbed. That's probably the best. You don't want any trouble. Now, for me, otherwise, maybe I would um, start fighting because maybe I want them to kill me because, you know, I've just had it even though I know it was very affirming today, but you know that's the way I would commit suicide is provoking somebody else because uh, that's the best, you know, that's the way I've tried to kill myself uh, in the two times I've done it in my life. I've tried to walk around places where I'm like, maybe somebody will do it for me. 
you know, like sleeping on a park bench in Central Park. And then you wake up in the morning and you're like, come on, really? I'm, re- I'm sitting right here. I have my wallet in my pocket. Nobody even robbed me. <laughs> and that's, folks, is comedy. That is true comedy. Nice. Ryan, what are you doing? Yeah, jeez, Stewie. Scared the crap out of me. What you got there? <sighs> okay, I'll tell you, but you can't tell anyone. You, are, are, you have to be really cool about this. Yeah, of course. These are mushrooms. It's a psychedelic drug. Makes you see weird things and feel happy for a few hours. I figure we're going to be stuck inside for a while with a storm, so it'll be a fun way to pass the time. Okay. Are you going to be cool? Oh, yeah, I'm totally cool about that. I, I have a lot of friends who do it, and they're willing to do it around me all the time because they know I'm so cool about it, and I don't judge them. So, you know, go ahead. Well, here we go. Yeah, that's what my friends say, too. Well, here we go. Oh, dude, I think I can feel it, too. I'm getting the context high. I'm telling you this story because my sister said it was okay. My nephew calls me. He goes, hey, Uncle David, I really want to hang out. You know, I got a couple more weeks in the city. I want to hang out. But he didn't want to hang out. He just wanted me to get him some mushrooms. Again, I wasn't even going to mention it, but my sister said it was completely okay. I said, fine. And I get it, you know, because everything's pretty much legal now. I don't know. They have it in this place where I get weed. They got mushrooms nowadays are not like when me and Sarah took them and stuff. They're they're regulated. They're they're in good hands. I you know whatever. And my sister doesn't know he does it, but you know he was just calling me and I'm like, look, I know what you're up to. Anyway, I got him the things right, and then I was in Jersey yesterday, so I go <clears throat> instead of meeting him because he'll ruin my day because I got to tape the podcast. Let me just give it to him. I said I'm in Jersey, so my sister. So I went to the eye doctor yesterday. And my sister said she's coming. And then she said, I'm not coming. Billy needs the car. And then I texted Billy. I'm like, if you have the car, then come by the thing and I'll give you your thing. And then my sister says, I am coming. And I'm like, well, I don't know what the hell's going on. Meanwhile, they both show up. And fortunately, I told Beth what was happening the day before. And I'm like, look, I just got to tell you because your kid's driving me crazy. I'm doing this for him. It's not that big a deal. Uh, You know, it's a, you know, we've had a long talk about it and stuff and you know, she, I don't think she was happy about it, but I'm glad I told her. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to keep it a secret. So we just pretended like, um, even though she was there, that, you know, Billy and I had this secret between us and I've given her the thing, right? Now, again, I wouldn't have even told you any of this, except last night when I got home, I was talking to my sister. Well, you're not going to believe this. I just walked upstairs and I was cleaning and I was cleaning Billy's room. These mushrooms, they're just on his bed. They're just lying there. Is this? And then she sent me a picture of it. They're just lying there. It's 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 like if you like in the eighties, if you got weed from somebody and you just left it on your bed, on top of your bed. It's not like he tried to hide it. And the the kid's a fucking idiot. Let, let alone wh- what's that going to do to Uncle David? In, in case I hadn't told his, his mother, you know, fucking moron. What's the first thing we've all done when you get weed from your you you, you hide it in a in a in a in a fake thing in your drawer in a a false uh bottom right or something i mean you find a place to hide your weed everybody knows that you don't really have to do that anymore because it's legal but you know what i'm saying this guy just puts it on his bed he throws it on his bed he just put it on his bed my sister put a sign like i could have taken these you moron you know i mean i mean that's so disrespectful and stupid at the same time. I, I don't even know what to think about it. 
I mean, what you, you imagine the balls on this kid. He's just like, yeah, whatever. It's cool. I, I, I don't know. You know, she's like, yeah, say it on your podcast. I don't give a shit. I really don't give a shit. This kid is a fucking jackass. <laughs> I mean, she loves him. I love him too. I do. But this is real fucking stupid. This is Uncle David 80s shit stupid, you know, that I'm sure my sister is like, why do I got to have a kid? This is what I get. This is what daddy always told me would happen. I was getting a kid. She, he always said, I hope you have a kid like David. I hope you, <laughs> that'll, that'll teach you whatever. If she did something bad, she's like, good. I hope you get it. You know what? I'm putting a curse on you. And she got it. Except he's ripped. <laughs> oh, what a dumb kid. Well, mm. anyway, let's go back for a second to Wednesday. So, you know, they have the coffee place across the street, which I never usually go to because, I'm, you know, I keep saying until they have a hot girl working, I'm not going there. So they had a hot girl there and I saw her from, you know, my lobby. And, you know, my eagle eye, even though my eyes are all a mess, my eagle eye can still spot a hot girl from miles away. Now, by the time I get up there, it could be a, a, a guy with long hair like Chris Murphy, <laughs> who from behind, we always do that gag. Oh, miss, miss. Yes. <laughs> but this time she was really pretty. I'm like, oh, that's where I'm getting coffee today. And it was really funny. I uh, I was in there and I was talking to her and these other people came in and I'm like, and she's like, do you live in the neighborhood? I'm like, yes, I, uh, wait, I don't want to talk in front of this guy. And I was kidding, right? There's a guy behind me. And then I made him leave. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm just, sir, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. And then he left. It was great. They were, oh, these people were so angry. This is the kind of place you don't go for fast. You know, they're going to take their time making coffee. That's what it's for. And two people came in and then they just left. It was weird, but I was grateful because then I could talk to this girl for a while and she was really cute. And we had a very nice conversation, and that's where I will get an $8 cup of coffee. I mean, I love my girls at Dunkin' Donuts, but uh, let's face it, Dunkin' Donuts coffee stinks. And this was very good. I mean, just I had a mocha latte or cappuccino or something. It was good, really good. Not worth $8. But the conversation was good. You know, then I was talking to the doorman about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go in because she's really pretty. So finally, they got it. I walked up there today, you know, where I always got some coffee before the podcast, and there's a dude in there, and I'm like, fine, I'm not going there then. I go back to Dunkin' Donuts. Fine. Then I went past the other coffee shop down the street, and saw some woman just sitting there on her phone, and she wasn't that good looking, and I said, eh, I'm not going to go there either. She doesn't seem to care. And there was some creepy guy sitting in the chair. I'm like, I'm not going there. That doesn't look appetizing either. I'm just saying, there's four coffee shops that opened within a month of each other, Vying for my business, which is true, you got to do something special for me to come in there and the pretty girls work. Or like I said, even a pretty boy. I am not being sexist about this. I just want to have some pretty people to talk to from paying $8 for a goddamn cup of coffee. Although everybody I've met in there has been very nice. Anyway, uh, yesterday I went to the eye doctor again because, you know, my glasses aren't working. So I meet my sister's boss, you know, who I know, and she is just being a bitch. Her dad recently died, and apparently her mother's in the hospital. But unfortunately, what do you want me to do? The glasses aren't work. And, my, and she goes, well, I said, well, my sister said that when I put the glasses on, everything's supposed to be perfect. She goes, well, I don't know why Beth would tell you that, because your, your eyesight's never going to be perfect. I'm like, I don't understand. If you give me a prescription for 2020 glasses, why is it still blurry? 
well, that's the way it's going to be. She's like yelling at me. I'm like, that's it? That's, that's your answer? Now, apparently, last night, I talked to my sister, and she apologized. Because <laughs> that's like the worst answer. You're paying $300 for glasses. I mean, my sister bought them for me. But I'm saying you're paying $300 for glasses. That's the, that's the answer the optometrist is giving you? Yeah, no. You'll never see clearly again. It's over for you. You're old. Is that a thing? Because I don't think it is. Can't people see perfectly with the right prescription? Or, or do I just not understand because my eyes are just failing me now at this age? I said, look, I got spots. I, I don't know what's going on. I'm congested in one ear somehow. It feels like I have water in my ear all the time. Obviously, I got some form of allergies. She says I have blufflaritis or whatever the fuck it's called. Like my eye is dry. I got to put dry. Then I told her what my doctor gave me. She goes, don't use these. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Obviously, I got to see an ophthalmologist or something. I just wish my uncle Ron wasn't old and falling apart because he was the fucking greatest. I loved going to him and I loved him. And he's so nice. This is the guy whose father who owns the Devils, David Blitzer's dad. And he was the best. I loved going to him because he was great and I trusted him and he was so cool. He would have gotten to the bottom of this immediately. Do you know he did that for my friend Caitlin, not the one I was with the other day, little um, Puerto Rican Chinese Caitlin, um, who's now pregnant, who he used to work with at the old firm. He did that for, we went to the Devil's Game one time, and she had, she's like, hey, something's wrong with my, and he's like, let me take a look. I mean, this guy's the fucking best. He's doing it at the hockey game because he's a great person. I don't understand. This girl's a doctor. That's your, that's, as a doctor, that's what you're going to say? Nah, it's over for you. You'll never see clear again. Doesn't matter what those, hey, those are 2020 glasses. If they're not working for you, you're an idiot. I'm like, I don't need you to tell me I'm an idiot. I don't need to pay you to tell me I'm an idiot. I could pay plenty of people to have that happen, not here. So I was pretty upset about that. Really upset about that because now apparently I'll never be able to, meanwhile, Glasses I got from Dwayne Reed, you know, from Walgreens, where I can read, perfectly clear. So how can that possibly be a thing? So either I got to go to an eye surgeon doctor, or like a real doctor, because I don't think an optometrist is a real doctor anyway. These are like these girl lawyers that I know that I'm like, would I really use this person as my lawyer? You know what I mean? I know that sounds horribly sexist. Hey, there's a couple of boys I know the lawyers too. I'm like, uh, I don't know about this. You got to question anybody that wants to be a real estate lawyer, right? Wouldn't you think that you have to question anybody that wants to be a real estate lawyer? Because I'm like, what in it with you? Like during high school, did you say, you know, what'll be fun? Just reading over contracts for the rest of my life. Now, I totally get wanting to be a lawyer if you're sitting there watching Law and Order every day and you're like, now that seems like fun. But I'll never understand like just real estate law. Like wh- who, who would the fuck would be interested in that? Hey, I negotiated the deal for um, my uncle's townhouse. I, <laughs> what the fuck? Seriously, even a blockbuster deal. I mean, besides making money, I feel like if you're that smart, you should be smarter at finding a, if you're that smart and you can go to law school and, 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 and pass the bar, I feel like you should be smarter in finding a job that's much more entertaining and where you don't have to sit in an office. That's what Professor Juskow was looking for.
you know, something and, and, and a little more brain power that's going to be able to not have me in an office without windows. Meanwhile, I went, you know, then afterwards, I went down to see Rhoda for some reason. God, she's awful. My, Oh, so Dory graduated on Monday from medical school, from being a, a doctor. She'd become a doctor. It was very exciting. I was able to watch the stream on Monday before the show. So I watched the, her become a doctor. Everybody was there. And they, my sister even got my mother there. And they would, I got to say, when first of all, her roommate, if you heard him on the Billy Joel thing, that's going into the Air Force to be a dentist in the Air Force, they swore her in at the thing. It was really cool. It was badass cool. And then they announced Dr. Dory Casper. I, I teared up, which was awful because then, of course, my eye got inflamed again. <laughs> but I, I couldn't help it. Once they say it, you know, they say it at graduation. Doc, for the first time, Dr. Dory. You know, I mean, that's, that's pretty exciting. So my sister drove my mother up. My mother forgot her key to the building that she goes in. And my sister's like, ah, she'll be fine. She even told me, she said, you can say this in the podcast. I'm awful. <laughs> she goes, you wouldn't have let her go by. We just put her in an Uber. She's fine. So she'll sleep outside tonight. Big deal. They'll find her in the morning. <laughs> I mean, how many times have I told her to carry that stupid key with her anyway? But so then she told us she went to the dermatologist. And she had some form of cancer. And we're just angry at her again because uh, she's like, yeah, I made an appointment for this Monday. Can either of you? come with me and you know, drive me home. And my sister and I are like, no. <laughs> my sister's like, uh, do you understand next week I have the entire summer off so you couldn't just call us and say what day is good for us too? It's not, if this was the doctor's only appointment, we could make a case, but it's just another selfish thing. Like the first thing is, why not make it on a Thursday when David comes every Thursday? Make the first make the appointment on it. See if you can make it on Thursday. If the guy doesn't have any Thursdays, when I saw her yesterday, she goes, oh, "I just made it. I wanted it as soon as possible." And I'm like, "Well, good for you, but that doesn't help us. It's not like we don't want to help you, but you can make it a little easier for us too, you know." She's so selfish. We really don't like her very much. Like I said, we'll be sad when she dies, but I don't know for how long. <laughs> uh, anyway whatever i went down there and she meets me at the library and apparently she's back at the library now i don't know what happened and she goes oh i need your help in the library and i'm like oh crap and then we just she had all these books she had to like put away so i just sit there in the in the library and i took a nap i read the paper and then, and then we just went back up to her apartment, and um, I'm like, you know what? I think I'll just watch TV, and The Big Bang Theory was on. So I just watched The Big Bang Theory with my mother, which is fine. Now, that's a good day. And then, of course, I go, well, maybe I'll be like, oh, there's one more thing. I'm like, you know, I've been here for three hours, and why do you always say it at the last minute? She needed some printer ink. And she had all these problems with the credit card. So I, was, oh, I don't even, whatever. But because I guess on Monday, I just didn't feel like doing anything with anybody else, but I didn't want to go home and I hadn't eaten. All right. I had a couple of Dunkin' Munchkins early in the morning and I'm like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I just want to eat in my car today. That's what I want to do. I think I'm happy. My car is back and I just want to eat in the car. So I was thinking about that place, the white rose system, you know, with the hamburgers, the really good Cali, uh, Cali with cheese. But then I thought, oh my God, tasty subs. I haven't been there in a long time. The big, nice tuna fish sub. 
that Obama likes, Tasty Subs, where I believe, Gabriel, you did end up going to in Edison, New Jersey. Tasty Subs. I know you have a different one, but I would never stray from the tuna fish. The tuna fish is the one. My sister said she's had the turkey and cheese, and she said it's good. But I'm never, you know, for the rare times I'm there, I'm just always going to stick with the tuna fish. It's delicious. And it's so much better than that fucking phony Jersey Mike's. Danny DeVito can suck it. Jersey Mike's subs suck, and they are not an indication of what a real Jersey sub place is. That place sucks. So fuck that place. Tasty subs is the shit. So I decided I'm going to go there. And then I got the sub, and by now it's 7 o'clock. I guess I ate at 11, just, a, you know, the I had four munchkins and a cup of coffee. And uh, I'm getting pretty hungry, and I'm thinking, and then I got some gas. Right, because I used this Speedway gas, and I asked the guy, I'm like, well, I he said, you have 19,000 points. I'm like, well, how do I use these? They're like, he's like, oh, you can get a stick of beef jerky. And I'm like, why am I using this card? What? Then this guy said, well, you have to buy this other card to use the points. And I'm like, then why is this? Nobody has any fucking answers. It's really annoying. And then I'm like, I kind of want to go to Target because that's where I get gum. I like to have a piece of gum at the end of the evening to kind of, I know it sounds ridiculous, but to clean my teeth, get stuff out. Is that weird? But I think it's, if it's sugar-free, it's okay. Although sometimes I like to use the double bubble, like, the um, gum in a machine, you know, like the hard gum. And that, and it also makes me stop eating. I'm like, all right, I'm having gum the night's over. But anyway, I didn't feel like going to Target, so I just went to that rest area on the turnpike and I ate that tuna sub. Or no, I stopped. Oh, I stopped at the gas station, right, and I got the hot fries and I got an orange soda and then I went to the parking lot and ate that sub. It was fantastic. I had them cut it into fourths. I ate the first two. It was delicious. And I'm like, I do not need the third one. I don't need it. But then just the deliciousness of it was calling to me. And I'm like, I'm thinking of the onions and rather the uh, the vinegar and oil on it. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, I'll take a bite. Well, I finished it. Thank God it was able to leave over the fourth one. Oh, I could have eaten it. I'm glad I didn't. And then being at that place, it was good. I could go to the bathroom, wash my hands. Kind of get said, I bought some gum. And I bought a Three Musketeers bar. Yeah, I don't know what. I was just like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I need dessert now because it was all these onions. And then I went home. It was fantastic. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't have been more pleased. I don't know what happened. I'll tell you, that tasty subs is all right. Uh, and that's not where I was like, I, I want to find a good place to eat it and just kind of look over. And I was thinking about going to like the mall. They have like a second section where you could look over. It's a little nicer. And I really didn't want to eat in that horrible turnpike place this time. But I I couldn't think of anywhere to go. But I really did want to eat in my car. I don't know. I guess I wanted to spend some quality time in my car because <laughs> I hadn't seen it in three weeks. Classic. Oh, by the way, also this week I watched on Disney. Uh, Peter Pan and Wendy. It was pretty bad. It's just, I thought it was going to be Peter Pan and Wendy. You know, I, I'll, I'll see every incarnation of Peter Pan. I do like the story, but I thought, I thought, I thought there was a difference to it. It's just another retelling of Peter Pan. So it's not very good. I do not recommend it. 
And Jude Law plays Captain Hook, and he's awful. It's just, I don't know. Jim Gaffigan is shmee. It's just not good, and uh, it's not worth your time. This is your Uncle Dave telling you, uh, don't waste your time. Anyway, uh, so that's the show for this week. Now, next week, I will tell you about how Marina shows went and, and, no, no, because I'll still have not done that show for the next, okay, so, right, so we'll talk about uh, opening for Marina, and unfortunately, at 9.30 at night, you know, it sucks, because you got to go home, then go back, then go back to work the next day, ugh. But that's what is happening next week. Then the week after that, of course, I'll tell you about this brand new show, and that'll be interesting. And if you're around, please come. I'll give you more details. Uh, What are we talking about? Is next week Memorial Day week? So I guess, yeah, I hope everybody has a nice Memorial Day weekend, right? Yeah, I think that's where we're headed. So I hope everybody has, yeah, a great Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, just uh, hopefully the weather will be great for everybody and have a pleasant time with your summer and your summer plans and i'm billy joel a to z we got the stranger album wrap up three excellent episodes coming up so it's gonna be good times for just gal in the city as we head into the summer edition of just gal the city we'll see you next week good night everybody (laughs) 